Connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. This is Marguerite Bennett, a writer of DC's Bombshells for Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2017, which is happening June 30th through July 2nd at the Denver Convention Center, which I just requested that whole week off from work, so I'm really excited. Ooh, that's nice. cool. Um, well, the 30th on, because um, I think I'm going to uh, Tennessee with my wife after Comic Con. Oh, cool. Uh, but anyways, I'm really excited because, you know, I was starting to put two and two together, so they have a lot of Buffy alum coming. Like, they just announced Juliet Landau and, and Eliza Dushku. And uh, then I realized, guess what 2017 is? <gasps> it's like the it's the 20-year anniversary, it's the 20th of, the first anniversary of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wow. That's so cool. if they get Sarah Michelle Gellar, I'll cry. Oh, man. And um, they'll have a Buffy 20th anniversary panel. And I'll be like, oh, man, how can I get in this panel? Everyone's going to be waiting. Oh, wait, I'm media. I can just walk right in. <laughs> Did you guys go to any of the panels in the main stage? Last year? No. Uh, yeah, well, no. Like at the Belco Theater? No. I if didn't. you're media, they like bring you through like the green room and stuff. Yeah. Cool. It's pretty nice. Yeah. And I, uh, last year I met uh, John Barrowman, and he was really nice. What am I, I going to have Eliza Dushku sign? Like Your butt. Issue five of, of Angel and Faith? Oh, that'd the, be the sweet. First, the first Daddy Issues cover? Mm, that'd oh, be man. sweet. That'd she's be like, cool. I wasn't in this. Doesn't matter. No, she's on the cover. That's just a picture of someone's yeah. interpretation of me. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I do remember that the, you have to go down this elevator uh, to get to the stage when I was introducing John Barrowman and his husband was in there and he's like the nicest man ever. And because I went down there and uh, John Barrowman, if you don't know, if you've never seen him do uh, a panel, he goes like all out like he sings and dances and does like skits. And so his husband said, oh, you want to come meet John? I was like, no, he's probably getting ready. He's like, no, just come in. His dad's here. His mom's here. Just come in and meet everybody. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I met his mom, his dad, and him, and they're all like really nice people. That's and cool. uh, they're all, thank you for introducing our son. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's my pleasure. This is literally the least I could do. It is. is uh, He's really great. And I asked him, I said, what do you want me to do? He's like, we just introduced me and get off stage. <laughs> you got it. Did you just get the fuck out of my way? Because he does this, like, he did this huge dance number. And so he's like, yeah, just say my name and then just throw, like, the mic on the sofa and I'll grab it. I was like, you got it. <laughs> That's my favorite because then I don't have to sit up there and be, you know. Yeah. Uh, self-conscious about the fact that there's people staring at you wondering why you're on stage. No, I don't care about that. Uh, just sometimes when you do panels, which, James, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's tough when yeah. people ask, like, silly questions and you have to tell them to quit asking Kevin Conroy to, you know. Could you do Batman again? Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways. Uh, what would it sound like if Batman said hi to me? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I'm really excited for Denver Comic Con now that all these Buffy alum are coming. And uh, I wonder if Nicholas Brandon will be there. He'll get in trouble with the login and can't show up Aww. like twice for Denver Comic Con. Yeah. I hope he gets better. Aww. What if Joss Whedon shows up? That's terrible. 
surprise guest, Joss Whedon. Oh, I would die. That well, they, would be, they got would Stan be, Lee, so I mean... That would be my chance to get um, to uh, to get my, my chain signed by him. That would be amazing. That would Holy be. shit, I hope that happens. Well, it's oh. funny because me and Brad went to San Diego Comic-Con in 2008, mm-hmm. and I shook his hand because he... Like, their panel they were doing for Dr. Horrible wasn't even, like, in the biggest ballroom. It was like... I forget, where were you doing that one? Maybe you're at the spaced That's one. That's probably against my design of space. Yeah, so I was down there, and it was like this. I mean, it's still, like, you know, a couple hundred people. But, you know, now where he's at. And I just walk up, and like, oh, hi, hi. <laughs> and he just walks out. No, like, super big fanfare. Yeah. Because he was still a cult guy, I guess, in 2008. Does that sound right? That sounds crazy to me. Huh. Yeah, he seemed big to me then, so. Because, well, in 2008, he had Buffy and Angel... And uh, Firefly and Serenity, but he wasn't like, like in nerd world, I guess he's big. Yeah. Yeah. The whole Firefly crowd. But he didn't cross over, I guess, until Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, I I feel like it's just, it's only more intense. I don't know that it's like. Or he finally gets the accolades he deserves. No, no, I guess that's true. I I guess there are a lot of like nerds who weren't Whedonverse fans. Yeah. I don't know, because I think yeah, back right. on it now, and I'm like, that's kind of weird. Well, and the truth is, I was one until, like, college, right? Like, I didn't watch Buffy and Firefly See, until... I was old enough to... Well, I saw, <laughs> I saw Firefly when Serenity came out, but I didn't watch Buffy until college. Wow. So, yeah, I guess I was one of those for a very long time. The first season of Buffy I watched was season f- four. Well, like, live? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So was it 20, uh, 2000, 2001? Yeah, right around there. And probably like the least great season of Buffy. <laughs> yeah, like it has some like not good episodes, but then it has some really great ones like Hush. Four is, is the, yeah, four is the season with Adam, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a terrible season. Yeah, eh, terrible is tough. I mean, it's got bad bur- uh, bad beer in it. Yeah, that one's bad. Yeah, even Joss Whedon, if you get the DVD, he apologizes in it for it. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, anyway, so yeah, pick up your tickets online at DenverComicCon dot com. Remember, every ticket you buy benefits Pop Culture Classroom. That brings. The art of reading to kids all around Colorado through comic books and other means of pop culture. So it's really cool because you're not only seeing going to a great show, you're also helping children. Yeah. Every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. Uh, this week we had a hard time deciding, but then uh, I was told I need to go see Split. So <laughs> we have both. I was going to sort of skip because I was I was sick last week. And then so I was just going to go see Resident Evil this week. And I was like, well, if it's just two horror movies, like there's no one out there who really cares about my opinion of a horror movie. And then I woke up this morning and I heard I told you guys yesterday I'd heard some good things about Split. And so I was like, OK, I want to go ahead and go see this. And Brad ended up going to the exact same show again, coming in and yeah. sitting next <laughs> to me. So when it was over, we both texted you and we're like, uh, there's a conversation to be had here, and we can't have it without you. So you have to go see Split. And honestly, I was actually leaning towards Split after I started reading reviews of Rings, because I think the <laughs> first, uh, the Ring, is really good. And the second one's okay, and then uh, then when you read about how many times the Rings moved and how many times it was delayed and how many how much trouble it had, you're like, this is not going to be good. Yeah, and see, I've not ever seen the Ring. No, so I was the first into, one. It's good. Is it okay? I mean, I really like Gore Verbinski. Yeah. So, maybe? It's more of a mystery. I mean, obviously a horror well, element. that's cool. Yeah. There's a girl who comes through a TV. I know that. Yeah. And Naomi Watts is in it, and she's really pretty. Yes. All right. I'm good. Uh, yeah. So, that's what we do. We also talk about movies we've been watching, movie news, stuff that's around town. And uh, when we go around town, we ask Brad, 
What's happening around town, Brad? Brad's going around town. Brad Brad How was your uh, screening at Open Screen Night? Uh, the event was packed, so that was good. Very um, cool. Good turnout. Uh, Thunderbolt had a glitch. I exported the version without audio. Oh, no. So, uh, luckily, I had to dig back one version earlier. Um, and so everyone just did the raffle while I fixed that. And it played. But it was it was still in 3D. It was still in 3D. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, and, good. And it played with sound eventually. But uh, it was a little embarrassing. To, Aww. Like, bu- there was this buildup and then yeah. fail. Yeah. And then Everybody fixed. was chanting yeah. Thunderbolt. And you were like, yeah. all right. And you hit play and then just nothing. Yeah. Oh. I'm sitting there trying terrible. to like film it. And it's just like, there's no audio. There's no what do I do? <laughs> How do I fix this? And it just harkened back to the bug theater when we had to play the like pre version of Van Damme for the premiere. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But did the three D pull off pretty well? Uh if you were in the middle seats of the theater, I, I think there's definitely a certain distance issue. Um like when I'm working out on my laptop, it's like this far away from me. If you can't see at home, it's like maybe it's about a foot and a half. Inches, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I watch it on my TV, which is like an LED TV. And I think there's also a, an issue with how the projection is done. So something about those LED lights, um, it, it makes it seem flatter than I intended. So it, it, huh. it's not the same image from the laptop to my TV on the wall. And that's about eight feet away, Yeah, I guess, eight, ten feet away. And then in the theater, um, obviously that screen is like 12 feet wide and then so you got to make you know extrapolate that distance so i think the middle seats are about the same distance from like me to my laptop if my laptop was 12 feet sure it was a 12 foot screen yeah so anyone in the middle probably had like a really good experience yeah and uh anyone off to the sides or the front or the back probably like missed some shots that were in 3d Mm. so yeah i don't know i'm still figuring it out that's still cool though. Yeah, it's a neat. Uh, it's a neat thing to try. Yeah, a lot of people told me it's cool. Yeah, um, nice. Uh, and there was a small group of people who were like, "Yeah, I kind of saw it." So, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe they just can't see three D. So fuck those people. <laughs> How did you get the glasses? Uh, you can order them on Amazon. They're like a a dollar for I don't know ten twenty of them. Oh, okay, cool. I got like two packs of fifty. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, so I still have like fifty left because yeah. some people didn't even use them, which is weird. Like mm. I hand them out and then at the end I, they came in like these little plastic sleeves, like protector sleeves. Yeah. And I got back ones that hadn't been like opened. Are you mm. sure they didn't like put them back in the sleeve? I guess. But like in the chaos, like why would you be that meticulous? Maybe uh, someone is. They like, were just so Maybe it's like they're eating a piece of candy and they wipe it on their face what? to prove that they're not OCD. I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't know. It isn't squirt. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was. Mm-hmm. Oh, Right. So character yeah. moments, James. You should pay attention. Um, so yeah, open screen. I was good, and then our next one's March twenty eighth. So, no, yeah. we'll be back. Nice, with a bunch of films, and then. Um, but now you've raised the bar, so now you have to like go 40. re-release all your films. And <laughs> oh yeah, in four D, we're like when the rats get released, they all tickle your feet under your chair. Yeah, I gotta I gotta set up some vibrators into all the bug seats. Whoa, now that's yeah. a little bit ambitious. Um, what else is going around town? Um, also, my EFP talks went okay good nerve-wracking yeah it was better once i just got off the stage and stopped talking and just let people start making stuff that was really fun <laughs> i'm sure it was great i was sitting there like doing the like just eventually it just devolved into me reading what i did in the powerpoint 
And then I was like, oh, what time you didn't is do it? a read PowerPoint, did you? Oh, uh, that's like number one faux pas in lecture. You just, did, know. you just stood on the other stage and leaned forward so you could read the words you typed out. I know. I swear I was going to do it. And then I looked to the audience. Oh. I was like, hey, Mike, how much time is it? It's a, he's like, it's been 20 minutes. Oh, well, you know what? Screw the rest of this. <laughs> Let's just start working. This is stupid. And oh. Everyone here, I'm pretty sure, has been in 40 hour four. So I'm just talking to nobody. I'm sure they were all very appreciated, uh, appreciative to, yeah. to learn from a master. They also they had fun. And they, they finished the videos in under two hours. Like, oh, wow. Right on the dot. Like, very cool. We At one point, we were like, okay, take an extra five minutes and whatever. You know, this is just a test, right? Yeah. Were they editing them there too? Yeah. Wow, that's really impressive. We shot, edited. Uh, like, Mike already had some preloaded music that we just kind of assigned to sure. the timelines. You, you gave him some elements. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then uh, all of a sudden, I looked at the clock. It was, it was like 829. You're supposed to finish at like 930 or 9. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, wow, these are all done. And like, you know, they're not perfect, but sure. Um, we, uh, we achieved the, achieved the objective, which I didn't expect yeah. would actually happen. So that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Nicely done. Green Goblin is mine. Where's his pumpkin bomb? They're telling. Are no, you, they're not. Uh, oh, the, <laughs> uh, Laura Why has come in away? to take away the, the Duplo star, Spider-Man and Green Goblin. Why um, you, he doesn't even play with them. Uh, Did he ask for the <laughs> Green Goblin? <laughs> she's just shy i think i genuinely think she just wanted to bother you probably <laughs> oh now you know it's like to be married james she just wanted to point out like see he cares this much about the duplas <laughs> where's his pumpkin bomb you the, pump, the pumpkin bomb's funny because it's a duplo block oh that, that pumpkins painted on the side all right that is pretty cool i like that a lot we shouldn't just reach into the glass cage and like take out Jason Voorhees or something. Oh, I'd punch her. She's just yeah, oh. this, is your, this is your sons now. Uh, she just opens the cage and like pushes a whole shelf. The onto thing the floor. is with those Jason Voorhees is they they're really limited. So I mean, I take them out of the boxes. I'm never gonna get rid of them. Yeah. But the uh, part seven in the back is like if, to get it on Amazon. It's like seven hundred bucks in the box. Wow. Huh? That's yep. crazy. Uh, and then the last thing, the Esquire is playing secretary this week. So. Oh, all right. That's the Midnight movie. Never seen Secretary. Me yeah. neither. It's interesting. Yeah? It's better than uh, Fifty Shades of Grey if you're looking for that erotic... Well, sure. Uh, ...spanking thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I am. That's Maggie Gyllenhaal. She's really great. James Spader's great, so... Yeah. I like those guys. Yeah. Cool. What are we doing next? Uh, this is what's playing at the Alamo. Yeah. Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mintz-Bloss. I'm Martin Starr. Welcome to the Alamo Draft Time. Uh, this week they have the Bridesmaid Brunch, which is at the 11th. The Notebook Feast, which is the 12th. Birdcage sh- Feast is also the 12th. If you're looking for something to do on Valentine's Day, Shaun of the Dead, beer dinner, I'm sure is already sold out. Oh <laughs> man. Uh, that would be a good one. If you could see the Princess Bride on the big screen, would you? Yes, as long as it's not a quote along. As you I've wish. Oh. Wait, it's not a quote along? No. Holy shit! Well, what's his name? Well, but... He always is coming to town. To yeah, to show it at like, the Paramount. The Paramount. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. To... Well, the Paramount's actually kind of a terrible place to see a movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can see um... uh, the Lego Batman movie, Serial Party, is the 11th. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they also have a family party on the 12th. Neat. Uh, Fathom presents Disney's Newsies, the Broadway musical, on the 16th and 18th. Oh, they're doing Fathom events there now? Huh. I guess. Interesting. I didn't know that. And 
wait for it. Punch Drunk Love is on the 13th. Yeah. And Kathy's Curse is on the 15th. So that's what's playing at our local Alamo Draft House. I just saw a thing. They're about to start a, um, uh, like a Riley, a um, John C. Riley theme and bluegrass theme like series where they, Sweet. they play so a Walk whole Hard bunch. will be there. Yeah, they're going to play a whole bunch of, uh, no, it is, um, which is, is really too bad. But, um, Walk Hard's funny. No, it's not. It's a terrible film. No, but, it's uh, really yeah, funny. No, no, no. Suck Hard, a shitty cock story. Anyway, so. Um, it's probably the funniest movie he's ever been in. No, <laughs> Wow. Um, no, let me finish. Oscar so, nominee Amy Adams is in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I heard he chops his brother in half. In it. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> so they're showing a bunch of his movies, and then they have like local bluegrass bands coming in to play before the film. Uh, so you can play Walk Hard. Uh, hopefully not, because <laughs> wow, that movie is terrible. Um, I'm still angry at Sierra for making me go see that one year. Really? Why? Yeah, because it's terrible. The movie is awful. Why? Because well, for one thing, it's not funny. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's offensive, and it's, it's really dumb. It's like super stupid. Oh yeah, no, there's a whole sequence where they are making fun of the fact that that um, uh, what's his face's brother was actually cut in half and died. What was he cut in half by? I don't know. Some piece sword of farm fight? equipment. No, not a sword fight. Well, but that's my point. It was be like careful. Wow! Wow! Man. Anyway. Wait, was it Amy Adams or Jenna Fisher? Jenna oh no, Fisher. It's, yeah, it's Jenna Fisher. Amy yeah. Adams is in Blades of Glory. That's right. Yeah. No, Jenna no, Fisher's in no, Blades of Glory. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh, come here. It's right, all maybe. it's all Jenna Fisher. It is all. Why don't you talk about uh, Henry's bit, and I'll I'll look it up. Yeah, oh. Henry Henry sent in another thing, and he wrote a really long article about it. Yeah. I love art house movies. You can call me Mr. Asshole. What's up, nerds? It's Henry giving you an update on Art House Asshole. Uh, this week we watched Amelie, the classic feel-good, happy French film. I wanted to watch a happy film because after Trash Humpers and Live By Night and all of these really depressing films, I decide, hey, let's do a fun one. So watch this film. Uh, if you have, I mean, this film came out like almost two, 20 years ago now. If you've not seen it yet, I definitely check it out. I'm kind of beating the dead horse at this point. It's a great film, very happy. If you want just a feel-good kind of almost Wes Anderson-y kind of childlike film, definitely check out this film. It's very fun. Uh, it's the first time I was checking it out and I really loved it, so... Yeah, I think you might love it, too. Um, that's this week. Uh, I might publish a secret second uh, Art House Asshole tomorrow, which if by the time this comes out, it'll probably be out. But yeah, so uh, there's also that one, which if it comes out t- tomorrow, it was either going to come out tonight or tomorrow, and if it does come out, they'll probably talk about it a little bit on the podcast as well, because it's kind of a big deal film. So, But anyway, that's, uh, that's this week's Art House Asshole, and I hope you guys enjoy watching... Whatever film you're going to see this week. I don't know if you pronounced it yet. But anyway, bye. Ryan, what an asshole. <laughs> have you ever seen Amelie? No. Oh, okay. I don't think you'd like it, but it's pretty good. Um, it's very French. It sounds French. Yeah, it is. But it's like... It's a pretty name. But it's really... Yeah, it's really lighthearted, and it's a neat little story, and, and, and really fun. And there's, I think, a lot of... There's actually a lot of, like, adult content in it, I think. Oh, no, I'm just thinking of the fact, like, it starts... Oh, yeah, there's some abrasive stuff at the, at the beginning you wouldn't like. But um, I've only seen it once, and that was a yeah. long time ago. It, like, starts with a shot of her mom giving birth to her, so mm. that part's pretty abrasive. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the movie is really great. It's really good. It's very stylish. Yeah. Or stylist. Or impression. Yeah, surreal. Surrealist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm already out. So if you have <laughs> French well, and surrealist, I'm good. But it's like surrealist in like vision. It's not surrealist in like plot. You know, it's not surrealist like black swan visuals. Yeah, it's surrealist like and visuals. Yeah, um, 
It's good. I I own it. You can borrow it sometime. Okay. But you won't. Yeah, I'll get right on that. And nah. it is Jenna Fisher in Walk Hard. In both of them? Yeah. Oh, okay. Next. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> you just laughed at Walk Hard. Uh, it's stupid. That movie is not good. Uh, yeah. So you can go see that too. Yeah. Hey, we watch movies throughout the week in a segment I like to call What We've Been Watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what'd you watch this week? I did not watch anything new. I just nope. Yeah, <laughs> busy. Yeah, obviously, I did like two big events in the past two weeks, and yeah, I was, I was just watching Deep Space Nine, and seasons five through seven are fantastic. Um, yeah. how, how do they look on DVD? <laughs> well, it's Netflix streaming, so yeah. which is DVD. Um, we'll get there. I just sit there going like, God, I wish I could see the left and right side of this frame, <laughs> like four by three framing. I'm just yeah so over but obviously i'm sure if they it tried to like widescreen it on blu-ray you would just see like light stands off the side and yeah all kinds of production personnel but um we'll talk about it in news what we'll talk about it in the news that's why i made a joke about it because it's in the news is deep space nine coming to blu-ray we'll talk about it in the news what <laughs> <laughs> I know the uh, news you're talking about. Uh, yeah, uh, for, I don't want to. I don't want to tease you too much, Brad. Uh, no, it's never ever coming to Blu-ray, and neither is Voyager. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, cool. That's it for me, James. What do you watch? Uh, yeah, well, I'll take all of Brad's time. Um, I'll, I'll speed through a couple of these. Uh, after Mary Tyler Moore died last week, which was really sad, so I've been rewatching through a whole bunch of Dick Van Dyke show. Mm. Um, and man, that show was really great. And it's so wonderful that the whole thing is on Netflix. It's like the easiest thing to just turn on and like burn through an hour and a half of the dick van dyke show and be like wow that was like like nothing happened but it was fun the whole time mm-hmm. um is it an hd on netflix i don't know mm. and it's, i have the blu-rays and they're beautiful it's on netflix and honestly half the time i uh or not half the time but like there are times where i'll get in bed and and start watching it and honestly i will just like take my glasses off so i don't even really like see the picture i'm just listening to the people talk mm. um and then i end up like pausing it right before i fall asleep um because I don't even like, yeah, I don't know. I'm across the room in the dark with the with the picture turned dark anyway. So, um, but it's still really fun. Like that yeah. show was. Really I was actually great. watched it a couple weeks ago, and I saw like a light stand in the shot. Oh yeah, I what episode it was? But um, <laughs> it was in the their bedroom, and like Rob goes over to the mirror. It wasn't for the music box thing; it was for something else. Yeah. But one of the like barn doors on the lights is poking out uh, uh, of the right frame. One funny. of my uh, favorite jokes in Dick Van Dyke show history <laughs> is. Uh, there's an episode where he's looking up someone's name in the phone book. Yeah. And he, uh, Oh, he already for, says the number or something. Yeah. Uh, like or he, he, dials he, first. he dials the number and then he looks in the phone book and he's like, right. <laughs> and they just left it in because it was totally improv. <laughs> like he forgot to look at the phone book, then, <laughs> then dial the number. Yeah. It's uh, great. I love really that show. And I also saw the one where they break into uh, Alan Brady's office. Um, in the first room, there's a boom pole, uh, <laughs> shadow, across the entrance oh, yeah. wall it shows oh. up a couple times yeah no, that's funny um yeah i also in in things i've rewatched i i when i was sick last week i rewatched lincoln and i rewatched saving mr banks and then i started rewatching. I, I watched a guy review um one of the hobbit movies and all i did was really talk about like why they're not as good as the lord of the rings and i'm like well yeah like one of those is an epic that defined an entire genre and the other one is like a footnote little kid story that the guy made beforehand like yeah one of those movies is better than the others so that got me watching rewatching all of the extended editions 
Um, and spoilers for Lord of the Rings, those movies are fucking good. Yeah. Man. It's one of those uh, movies I haven't watched them in you, probably you two know, years. You know they're really good, and then when you watch them again, <sighs> you say, oh, yeah, that's why I love these movies. Well, and especially like the extended, like the when 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 uh, 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 Theoden goes to bury his son, and there's that great scene, and he does that little like soliloquy and drops the flower, and you're like, what? oh, man, it's just so good. Uh, you're like, remember when Peter Jackson made Bad Taste? <laughs> or meet uh, the feebles really. <laughs> yeah exactly um anyway uh yeah so that that's a lot of the stuff i've been catching up on i did there was one of the one of the days when i was not feeling well and i was just in bed the whole time i was like oh you know how about i watch this documentary these guys have been talking about and i got halfway through it and then had to finish it a few days later when i was feeling better because rats is not something you should <laughs> you should watch when you're like constantly dizzy and maybe nauseous and already um, but I did finish. I well, I was. What about when they break their necks by stretching them out? And you hear. I know. <laughs> I got. I got right up until I knew they were about to start dissecting the rats, and that's when I was like, "Okay, if I'm sick and already like easily nauseated, I shouldn't finish this right now." So I finished it a few days later. Mm. Um, it was pretty fascinating. I, I don't know. I don't know that I was like, um, as awed by it. Maybe awed by it is the wrong word, but like. I was less interested in it than probably you guys were. Um, like I, I certainly wasn't shocked by a lot of that stuff when it happened. But honestly, I just watched it because some of the footage is so cool. Like some of the footage of them dropping the camera into the into the uh, cracks in the street, and like all the footage of how many rats there are in the bags of trash. I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. Um, it, it is kind of I kind of hate the way that it's edited, where like. They just they treat it like a horror movie where they try to scare you by putting in like high pitched violin scre- uh, screeches in the background and like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like that part was it was like it was edited like a paranormal activity movie I would imagine where they're just like how can we scare you sometimes, um, but uh, whereas I think I would rather if they they had spent the time like teaching me more about rats uh, and like. Because that guy is so cool, the cigar smoking, like, I've been killing rats for 30 <laughs> years. Um, like, that guy is so cool that I would have rather, like, seen examples of some of the stuff he had said. Like, I would have loved to have gotten really cool stories about, like, hey, here's an example where we, you know, we keep, you know, trying to kill them this way and then they outsmart us. And, and I guess they did do that with the ones that were, like, genetically uh, withstanding or, you know, uh, evolving to to not to or to be able to eat enough poison Immune to kill to poison. other animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like that was pretty cool. But or they send in the weak ones. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I meant. Like I yeah. would have loved to see like more about like like the, the that part, the sending in of the weak ones. <laughs> that's what I wanted. <laughs> I guess that sounds terrible. Um, but I did love that guy. That guy was really cool. Yeah. Like I remember this one time I killed a bunch of rats in a bag. Those were good days. <laughs> you're like, all right, man, you're a little weird. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, definitely, I think, worth checking out if you want to watch rats die. Um, <laughs> uh, I went and uh, Arrival got re-released at the Alamo, so I went and saw that. Nothing new on that, really. There wasn't a lot that I, had, I, that I like picked up on this time, but I did pay a lot more attention to the music, and I... I really like the music in that movie i was in i was at the alamo in uh in theater one which is a little private theater and so like especially when you meet the aliens for the first time like those noises are so loud in that theater that it was like arresting the way that that watching um uh uh like um 
Interstellar was or something like that, where it was like it was shaking you when that noise would happen. It was pretty cool. Um, and they had a, they had like a making of afterwards with the director and a couple of people. So that was pretty neat. Um, and then uh, I did get a chance to go see Silence a week ago. Uh, I went and saw it at the Esquire, uh, upstairs at the Esquire, um, which the cool thing was that I feel like they've upgraded the sound system there since the last time I was upstairs, which has probably been some years, um, because that movie sounds amazing. What are they um, put in the downstairs? This seems like silence, like a three-hour epic should be in the big... It's because nobody's seeing silence. Yeah. Um, like I, it was my last week to go see it um, before it just disappeared. So uh, I'd been trying to go for a couple of weeks and it just didn't line up. Um, but it sounds amazing in that, at least in that upstairs theater, it did. Uh, I, to not real much surprise, probably um, think this is my favorite Martin Scorsese movie because I don't really like any of his other movies. Because uh, this is one where I really enjoy the character. Um, I've seen a lot of like I've read articles about it, and, and a lot of people's criticism is that they think that it's too long or that there's a lot of like, um, they spend a lot of time in the, in certain sections, like making sure you understand that, that if anyone finds out that these people are Christians, that the Japanese like military will kill them. Um, and you see similar kinds of scenes over again, where the military will come in and, and pull people out of villages and interrogate them for a while and kill one of them and leave. And it and that kind of stuff will happen multiple times. And I think people are, are sort of like, well, you know, does that really need to happen? And the answer is yes. Cause I, I think especially the, you know, it's a two and a half hour long movie. It is mostly slow and deliberate the entire time. And then at the very end, in the last 20 minutes or so, it, it, um, it presents that character with a very heavy and complicated choice that he has to make. Um, and it's a choice that is informed by the two hours you have before that, where he is like trying to help these people and trying to help these people and watching the, the horrible state that they all live in and wondering like, why do they have to have this life? Like this is so unfair and so at the end, when he has to make this choice, you, you have to have lived that with him for a while. And I think that part of it is really important. Um, it's not the easiest movie to watch. It's also not as difficult as I thought it would be. Um, you know, I went in sort of going, like if you read um, if you read Henry's article about it where he called it Christian torture porn, I was sort of afraid that it was going to be more gruesome because there is a lot of torture in the movie. But they actually do either look away or or do it off screen enough i mean yes you see like a guy get beheaded and some of that stuff but it's not like i'm listening it's not <laughs> it's not like in uh constant you know it's not like you're just watching now every scene <laughs> every scene is somebody getting tortured it's like when somebody actually loses their head it's got a lot of weight to it because it's happened off screen a lot or you know um i think it's fantastic i think that um uh, Andrew Garfield and Liam Neeson are absolutely amazing. Um, Liam Neeson has a few. He's not in the movie a lot, but he's um, the the few like flashbacks and stuff that, and scenes that he is in are really really important to the film. And I think his performance is is wonderful. Um, and for me, I think th- this is one where Martin Scorsese is telling a story about 
a good guy who's trying to do something good but is faced with really difficult choices and that to me is a much more interesting character than all of his other characters which are like bad guys who are just faced with bad choices and they make bad choices most of the time um so for, for you know in this case it was really nice to get to watch him be really good at making film and really good at telling stories but also telling a story that I was interested in um so i i i would highly recommend people check it out um i think it's i think it was really good um but i don't think there was really a surprise there i think everybody was <laughs> kind of going like oh yeah james is going to like that movie where christians get killed um and the very last thing was i got a chance to see resident evil shit what's it called the final chapter final chapter <laughs> It's like the easiest <sighs> title of the whole six of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, this movie's really bad. Um, but it's like, you know, I go in knowing that it's bad and wanting it to be bad. And, like, it is. It is bad. I feel like this time it's bad in some ways I don't enjoy as much. So, like, the that editing. fun. The editing in the action scenes this time is so, like, yeah. so yeah. fast. I have no idea what's going on. And so there's not a lot. Like, when it was over, I was sitting there thinking back to, like, you know, all the times that she has kicked a pane of glass to to into a dog and cut the dog in half. Or, like, you know, um, I mean, yes, they, they, they did the laser scene in this movie, but that was a rehash of an old laser scene. Like, in past movies, there's been these really insane, big loud action scenes that were like just stupid um and i guess you get a little bit of that at the beginning where you have like like the 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 motorcycle scene where she gets electrocuted on the motorcycle or before that where she gets she gets caught in the trap and then she she's hanging upside down you know um and so that there's some of those there's they're just not as amazing um and when they are like some of the ones that could have been so cool like when she's fighting the crazy monstery thing with all the teeth that kind of looks like it's something out of doom that's in the base how do i describe scenes in these movies she's fighting in a basement against that crazy monster thing like it's every scene in all these movies <laughs> um do you know after yeah, they fall yeah, through the no, trap yeah, it's like in the yeah. morgue yes yeah 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 yeah. after they fall through the trap and and ali larder falls into the yeah, glass ca- you ca- know cage classic thing. paul w.s anderson right um yeah the random why the fuck are there booby traps there booby traps <laughs> Um, which there's a lot of that dumb shit and that was all <laughs> Classic great pwsa <laughs> yes uh oh when you went and saw it was there like a uh a little like thing beforehand where mia jovovich and paul w sanderson mm-hmm. were like we're sorry it took so long to make this movie we're really glad you came to the theater yeah um, and thank you for supporting movies yeah <laughs> so bad. in the theater yeah i uh, like mia jovovich i think she's a nice lady yeah i'm sure yeah she's she's i'm sure she's very nice in real life yeah um i don't like her like I don't, I wouldn't go oh, see any other nice, movie. James. No, I'm just saying I don't. I Fuck. like. I wouldn't go see any other movie well, she that she's in. You're in either. I know. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but like, so there. When there's that fight scene in the basement, fuck. Every time, it just sounds stupid to say that. Say the um, word. He like the the fight scene is edited so fast that there isn't like a cool. I'm going to jump up and kick this thing. Or if there is, I can't, I don't see Like it doesn't look crazy and stupid. Like it does in the last movies. Mm. Um, I know I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'll say this. I, I went and saw it with Rafe. He and I both agreed that we had a lot more fun at triple X. Not even kidding. No, like, I'm never going to see Triple X. Triple X was... That's too unrealistic for me. Exactly the kind of, like, stupid... Because, you know why it's stupid? Because 
so they've been showing the first triple X on like, oh, TNT. No, have they? Oh, and they- I, I haven't watched it, but I, when I scroll through the guide and reading the description, so he's literally like an extreme sports guy. Oh yeah. Who, oh yeah. Who's like recruited to be a special agent. Oh yeah. I don't remember anything about that. And I'm just, every time I read the description, this is stupid. So in the, but that's what's great about the second one is that in the second one, they posit that there's like, whole squads of triple x agents and that like the government has been you know recruiting all of these you know extreme sports people to do cia business it's so bad but at least in that movie when there's when there's crazy stupid action scenes dj caruso knows how to edit it properly so that it just looks crazy and stupid whereas like this one i really feel like i've called paul w sanderson a hack before this time i feel like he really did like He'd film the action scene, know it was boring, and then just cut back and forth between two shots enough that you couldn't tell there wasn't anything happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I still had fun. But, yeah, I mean, it was still like, oh, gosh, I love the the stupid fucking ending where, like, the guy, I don't know if he's a robot, but he's apparently suddenly a Terminator, and then he... No, he's infected with the T-Vash. Remember in the no, fourth no, no, one No, 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 that's not true. No, that's know. not fucking true. <laughs> I don't know. He, no, because he yeah. says he has, like, technology upgrades or whatever, mm-hmm. and now he can move really fast, and then he's got his... He's yeah, got Wesker have the same stuff? Maybe, I don't Or maybe I'm confusing that with Resident Evil 5, the no, game. I think, yeah, I think <laughs> Wes, Wesker in, like, th- 4 has the T-Virus, because mm-hmm. in, in 4 yeah. he goes and and he gets the mouth thing. Um, but this guy, the, you know, the bad guy here has the robot thing. And then like you go into his head and he turns into the Terminator and he like sees all the things and says like, you can't kill me with that pen. Um, which is fine. But I love the ending where he goes outside. He, <laughs> um, he goes outside and his clone shows up, stabs him to death. And then the clone gets eat, just immediately eaten by zombies. And you're like, okay, I don't know what either of you well, were he intending. he forgot about the zombies like, he was dragging over there. I know, it's just, it's just hilarious and stupid and fun. Um, and so it's not like I'm not saying, like, hell yeah, if you, if you are like me and you go see all the Resident Evil movies because they're stupid as shit, like, yeah, you should go see this one because it's stupid as shit. Um, I was just, there were times when I was bored because I was like, oh man, this action's not as cool. Oh, but the whole beginning where he fights, where she fights the mutilist, because that was pretty badass. Um, that was a pretty good, like, weird action scene. Yeah, um, but if, the only problem, me and Brad talked about it. So she got out of, and the whole Washington, D.C. is infected, and then she's going to drink water. I know! The infected fucking... Yeah, that like, didn't make any sense. No surprise. Yeah, it was like the f- opening shot of the movie, and I'm like, why are you drinking that water? Well, it's not, because there's the there's the eight-minute-long, hey, we're going to tell you the story of what happened in yeah. the last few movies, My name but is this Alice. time it's totally different in yeah. you. Well, like, it's not the same That's why I was telling Brad, they actually told a story that makes way more sense than in any other Resident Evil movie. Yes. They're like, eh, fuck <laughs> it. We'll just tell a story we should have told. It's almost... That's almost a bad thing, though. No, like, I agree. In this case, I'm like, wait... This story is cohesive, so now it just pisses me off that you're doing a bad job. Like, at least in the past times, you'd be like, oh, and her eyes can control satellites, brother? Like, when did, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. It, How come the, T, the T-Virus cure doesn't uh, kill those winged monster things? It makes the wing, like, the T-Virus, like, evolves into crazy winged monsters and doom, doom demons and shit like that. So even after the cure comes out, it doesn't? Well, the cure, remember she said at the oh, end, it's oh, slow then, moving. Yeah, yeah no. at the end she's like, well, I'm faster than the wind, so I gotta go kill mutas before the wind gets to them. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was really just a cop-out so they could be like, 
But seriously, if this makes $80 million worldwide, we are going to make another one. I know. I looked online. It only costs like $35 million to make. Yeah, I think it, uh, Box Office Mojo says 40 and as of this afternoon, it's it's 83 worldwide. Yeah, I mean, it'll make money yeah. back. Oh, hell yeah. Um, now, I don't think it's doing as well as the past ones. I didn't look, but like, at least from like the, the things it's I've not. read, it sounds like it's not doing as well, but it's still doing well enough. Well, and you've already made double the money you put into it, so now yeah. you've paid the marketing costs. Right. Every, so now everything else is in the black now. Yeah, every ticket that I that I that is purchased at this point just goes into their pockets, which, you know, good for them. Yeah. They make they make garbage. Way to be a heck. I'll watch it. Yeah. I own them all. Yeah, I'll have the Blu ray. <laughs> yeah. Probably the steel book. I was just gonna say I'll buy the steel book. But not the metal pack. Yes. Fuck the metal pack. Uh anyway, I think that's everything. Cool. I actually, man, because my kid is like really getting into cartoons. Oh yeah. I watch a lot of stuff. Uh, I rewatched Pinocchio because they re-released it, and I thought it was odd. I posted on Twitter. So Pinocchio at Best Buy, or I guess everywhere, has a Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh sticker on it. Really? Do they really need to tell you that Pinocchio is certified fresh? Um, no, but Rotten Tomatoes really wants the promotion. It's so stupid. I, it's the most. Uh, it wasn't on my Best Buy. Actually, had a special uh, cover. Where if you move it, it's wooden puppet Pinocchio, and then you Aww. move it, and then the uh, blue fairy turns him into a real boy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's cute. Uh, it's basically the same one. Uh, all they got rid of was the little silly Blu-ray games I never played on it, and oh. then they added um, three uh, featurettes to it. I forgot about the fact that people used to try to do that shit. I know. Uh, the best one is in uh, <coughs> in Walt's words, where he's talking about Pinocchio. Yeah. And how he really wanted to make it. And a lot of people don't know when Pinocchio was first released, it actually lost him a lot of money. Uh, it wasn't a big box office hit. And it took re-releasing it for people to realize that it was a hit. And he has this really funny uh, segment in it where he, uh, Walt says, Yeah, good thing I made all that money on Snow White because I would have been <laughs> bankrupt. Uh, and it's a, it's only like five, uh, five, eight minutes long. But it's really cool to kind of hear Walt talk about Pinocchio. Um, Sorry, uh, you may have said this. Is this a Diamond Edition or is this a it's, Disney it's Walt Disney? It's a Disney signature one. Okay, yeah. Because uh, the, Pinocchio came out on Blu-ray, I think, 10 years ago. Oh, wow. It's one of the first Blu-rays. So, Oh, maybe. Well, maybe eight. No, 1940, been... so it was the 70th anniversary, so seven years ago. Oh, okay. Cool. Because they, they, when DVD, oh, sorry. Yeah, Blu-ray, never mind. Yeah, yeah, so the 70th anniversary came out, so yeah. So, so it's been seven years. Cool. Uh, so it's still a great movie, and, you know... Disney's uh, on their classic movies. The Blu-rays look amazing. If you watch Pinocchio, you can see like blues and stuff you never see before. Uh, the paintings, the backgrounds are just absolutely stunning. Uh, some of the people that don't get a lot of recognition is the ladies who actually painted the backgrounds hmm. for Disney films, um, and the, how they used the multiplane camera before it was you know easy to use in animation is great. Uh, so I love that movie. Uh, speaking of rats, my kid, uh, we watch Ratatouille. I haven't seen oh. it in so long. I was, there was a fraction of a second where I was like, you didn't let him no. watch rats. I, and, you know, I'm getting old, but there's a part where uh, Ego eats the Ratatouille, and it takes him all the way back to being a kid, and, like, a tear starts coming down my eye. I'm like, oh, a it's... tear? Dude, I cried in the theater, and I was 18. <laughs> I was like, that's... And that movie's really great. It's a really great it's movie. It's so good, yeah. And the, the artists at Pixar are so good. I... I was that movie 10 years old? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 10 years old. And, I mean, you can now, I mean, you can see their growth. Yeah. But even then, the colors, like Remy, you know, you think of a rat and he's gray, everything you see him. But in the movie, he has, like, pinks and greens in his fur. And mm-hmm. um, it just, 
their uh, de- attention to details amazing. Uh, so it's it's a it's a great movie. Uh, I mean, you really can't say much more about yeah. uh, Ratatouille. I remember walking out of that theater uh, after seeing it and just being blown away by how well animated the blowfly in his neck was. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just thought that was amazing. Oh yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's absolutely stunning, and um, it's you know how they're able to create the larva the correct way <laughs> but no really the, oh, I, I, I like, what are you talking about <laughs> oh, you're making fun uh, no sorry yeah. no i i was actually gonna say before like i i remember having a conversation with my dad about how amazing like the hair was mm-hmm. in that movie uh, and i'm sure now you go back and you know in light of you know zootopia and moana you look and you go like oh yeah this is what animated movies look like but no at the time it was amazing oh it still looks great yeah. there's, there's a shot where uh remy runs to the top of the building and looks out on Paris. Oh, mm. it's stunning. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it's a great movie. And I mean, if you haven't seen it, come on now. Yeah. I remember going to see it for my birthday that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it came out on the same, same time. I was like, we're trying to find something to watch. You are know, uh, like, Oh, let's go see Ratatouille, whatever. And then coming out of it being like, why did I not, not get excited to see this originally? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, what was I thinking? Pixar is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they haven't let me down yet. Even stuff because well, I've watched really I've watched the car movies and they're still pretty funny. Like they're, yeah, they're, they're cute. Ka-chow, ka-chow. <laughs> That's okay. funny. Uh, so they're, they're okay the way like yeah they're okay. How How to Train Your Dragon like all of their other movies are always the best animated movies and yet like those are the ones where I'm like well no there's other animated movies yeah that are it's, I mean they're fun and, and even now like they're, they're Dis- more of a kid movie and yeah. that's cool I mean yeah. I still think they're cute no for sure. Ka-chow. They make Ka-chow. a lot of money. Uh, I I finally was able to get into my Hellraiser Scarlet box, which is the amazing Blu-ray set that we're having put a hard out. time getting into it. Well, was like it, was, I, was, was was the tape no. defeating you? No, it's it's hard because I have a little guy now who pays yes. attention to stuff, so I can't watch suggestive horror films. And uh, I just thought that it was funny that the movie about like opening a puzzle box. Yeah. You were like, I was having a hard time getting into it. Bam. Hey. How do you know what Hellraiser is? Because uh, I listen to you. Okay. I've talked to you for six years every week. Oh, I was just checking. It's like, <laughs> how do you know what Hellraiser I've is? I've never seen one. Um, the the movies, what I always think about all Clive Barker films uh, is he's a lot of substance over uh, weight. Stop. Style, style over, over substance. Style, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Style over substance. He's like, this guy's got pins in his face. Yeah. Why? And and because it looks cool. Yeah, visually, he's a cool director. The story, man, it's about a box that unleashes demons. Yeah. Uh, but the practical effects are amazing in it. Uh, on the Blu-ray, it's funny. There's this uh, huge demon that chases this girl down the hall, and you can see the the wheels and stuff and the dude pushing it behind. <laughs> I don't know if it's on Blu-ray, so it's very clear now. But Is, you know. it, is it Andre the Giant pushing him <laughs> on the cart? That'd be sweet. Um, uh, but yeah, so the movie's cool. I, Arrow does a cool job because... Even though it's uh, been scanned and by two, it's like a two K upgrade. They still left grain in it, so it still feels like a nineteen eighties movie. Mm. Uh, and it, but it's still, I mean, it looks great. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if you like uh, super gory stuff, you'll like it. But you know, I've always thought the Hellraiser movies were okay. Yeah. Nothing like great. Are you gonna just skip straight to the Scott Derrickson one? Well, it's not in that set. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they only did the first three. Oh, okay. And uh, I mean, they're again, they're cool movies, but I mean, they're not like my favorite horror films. But sure. it's cool that it comes in a really sweet set. And uh, I mean, the first one is pretty good if you like that kind of like 
horror film. Uh, and then I decided, because uh, I'm doing like three like binge things right now. So I'm still doing my Disney where I'm watching all the Disney films. And that's taking me forever because there's, you know, 52 of them. And I have my, are you all right? Yeah, sorry. I'm looking for the box set. Oh, it's down there on the bottom. Oh, okay. Uh, and so I'm also doing, you know, my vault where I have movies that I've bought that I haven't watched on Blu-ray. And then I decided, because I've been out and about, that I'm going to do an Emily Blunt uh, marathon. That sounds and fun. I, and I call it the Emily Bluntathon. Uh, uh, so the first one I watched was Looper, and that movie is amazing. I still yeah. freaking love that movie. Uh, just the way it's shot, and even, like, the reveal of the boy still like gets me excited where you know Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character goes to save him and then Emily Blunt saves him from him and that dude from uh the show my wife watched that sitcom gets his chest blown out yeah <laughs> what's um, that what's that called man. uh I forget yeah but uh that movie's great it is it's one of the last times I was really excited to see Bruce Willis yeah uh but no the, the, you know what's cool is rewatching it is uh, Bruce Willis in that is he's really he, good yeah he's really good but he's really an asshole yeah and so is Joseph Gordon-Levitt so even though he's trying to save his future his means of saving yeah. the woman he loves is a horrible yeah and you forget how like dark that movie is and how great Emily Blunt is in it yeah uh, you know when she comes out with the shotgun I see you out there I see you back I'm gonna shoot you with this fucking gun like, oh I love her <laughs> Uh, uh, about a year ago, or no, last summer, uh, my parents had this stump in their backyard, <laughs> and I went over there one day, and I like just hit it with a splitting wedge enough to to break the whole thing up. And the whole time, I was just like, I just hope I look as cool as Emily Blunt. <laughs> I know, right? man, and I, she's just so cool chopping wood. And that little boy cracks me up in that. There's oh, he's so good. I, I love the scene where uh, Emily Blunt she's talking to. Uh, the dude who's looking for Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah. and a little boy comes to the top of the stairs and he makes his finger into a gun, and he's like, he's like, he's gonna shoot him. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I great. love that movie. You should call your uh, Emily Blunt marathon like the segment just be Blunt Opinion. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's not love bad. It. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I then I watched two movies of hers that I have never seen. Uh, one is Salmon Fishing in the Yemen. Oh. Where she's stars opposite of Ewan McGregor. And so Ewan McGregor is Scotland's like fishery dude. And Emily Blunt. Like, a, like is he a writer or he's really good at fishing? No, he's like uh, in charge Secretary of. Secretary of Fish. Yeah, so oh. he's like wildlife oh, he's guy. Secretary of Fish. He's a wildlife guy. <laughs> sure, yeah. All and right. Emily Blunt is an assistant to a sheik from Yemen who wants to build a river that they can put salmon in because he wants it to be a thing where that people can go and fish and kind of unite the people. Sure. So he's really wealthy. And, uh, and the movie starts with her writing this email to Ewan McGregor. And he's like, this is stupid. I'm not doing it. And so she convinces him. She says, oh, we just have a meeting with him. And he says, well, it's going to cost at least $50 million. And she said, okay. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and he said, well, I mean, pounds. Okay. <laughs> and he's, he says, I'm just making up numbers. <laughs> she doesn't care because he's so rich. Yeah. Uh, and the movie is actually really cute. It's a cute movie. Good. Uh, it's really lighthearted and fun. Um, there's, I mean, obviously there's conflict, but there's really nothing that's super. Yeah. You know, oh my God. There's yeah, a sweet. Stop the bum. Yeah. There's a sweet part where the sheik is going to be assassinated and he's fly fishing with Ewan McGregor. 
and Ewan McGregor sees him and he takes his fly rod and like whips him with the fly and makes a misfire. No, like, oh, he sh- he got him with the fishing. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, so yeah. It's- it's- it's a really cute movie. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer and being like, oh, that looks fun. And then, like, I've just, I never got around to seeing it. And I've heard people make fun of it for years. So I was yeah. like, I was really curious when I saw you, you post and, about yeah, that. And, uh, like, the, you and McGregor and Emily Blunt are really great in it. Oh, well, um, I'm sure. She, she's, what I really like about her is she's always seems to play really well against whoever her, uh, co star is. Yeah. Tom Cruise, you and McGregor, Joseph Gordon Levitt. She has great chemistry with everybody. I think that's what makes her a great actress. Uh, and then I, the other one I watched was Emily Blunt and jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt is again, and it's called, uh, The Wind Rises. It's, uh, oh. Miyazaki's last film. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's interesting. It's an animated film, but it's not gonna, it's not your traditional, uh, like funny, this is what happens. It's a biography about, about his mom. Yeah. And it's, it's a really cute movie and beautiful. And, uh, when you watch, I've I've never seen uh, Studio uh, Ghibli Ghibli. What is it called? Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Yeah. A film on Blu-ray before. Oh, okay. And the colors are stunning, and the animation is great, and yeah, it's a really cute movie. Uh, what, uh, she, his mother had what? She had some kind of disease. Yeah. I can't remember what it is. I can't remember either. I, oh, okay. <laughs> I watched it like three days ago. Yeah. Um, but it it's like two hours and ten minutes, so it's pretty long for an animated film. Sure. But it's it's really well done. Um, I'm going to watch it again because I, I want to uh, see all the special features and stuff. And the cool thing is, is uh, his films now were bought by Disney, so they have like lots of special features. And oh, cool! If you want, uh, so obviously Emily Blunt is the English version, but they also have the Japanese version as well. Oh, cool! So you can watch whatever one you want. Um, how is uh, how is Emily Blunt? How is her how's her great. silky? uh swan like voice she's great she's uh i mean she does a lot of voiceover work uh she's uh she's uh juliet and nomeo and juliet and i know her two films I'm sorry <laughs> the two films she has coming out this year she's just voiceover work because she, uh, she had her second child so she just worked by doing voiceover stuff mm-hmm. uh so yeah so i'm excited to see what else she has and i, I really liked the wind rises so i might watch other Studio Ghibli movies? Mm, maybe. You should. There's some really good ones. Yeah. You should. Which ones would he like? You, have, um, you haven't seen Princess Mononoke or Spirited mm-hmm. Away? Those are the top two, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel like the one you would like the most is probably Howl's, Mo- Howl's Moving Castle. Um, I, it's my favorite, and it's yeah. the one that's the least... I didn't really get that one. ...anime-ish. It's just a, it's a movie about an old lady who gets younger. Yeah, the and there's a guy with... It. Yeah. Um, spoilers. What's yeah. the one that's like... It's like this town, like a uh, university or something. Oh, uh, uh, I don't, I don't I remember. barely remember it. It's like probably from like when we started this thing. There's Porco Rosso, but I've never seen Porco Rosso. Yeah. But uh, right now, if you're interested in uh, Miyazaki films, they're all on sale on Amazon for like 10 bucks. Oh, cool. So that's, I mean, that's another reason why I'm like, oh, I'll get that one. And then I was, I was at Second Spin and I got Salmon Fishing in Yemen. And uh, the great Buck Howard, which has Tom Hanks and John Malkovich in it, so I don't know. You probably would like Spirited Away. Now that I think about it, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll there's, watch them. There's, there's plenty of weird, you know. Um, I would put, you know, I've never seen Ponyo, but I'm just gonna go out on a limb oh, and say that Ponyo is probably not one that Ryan's gonna like. It's, your kid would love it. It's for four year olds. So yeah, that's what I watched. <laughs> yeah. You probably wouldn't like Princess Mononoke because it's about environmentalism. And I know right. Yeah. That that was the, the one planet, thing that so, I was like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's cool. what I watched. So, yeah. The Very Emily Bluntathon rolls on. Nicely done. Thanks for your blunt opinion. You bah. got it. She's so pretty, too. Yeah. There's and some, she's she's funny. She and there's watch. some good movies in her in Oh, her yeah, repertoire. she has some great movies in her yeah. uh, filmography. Like Girl on the Train. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, and you'll get to watch Edge of, uh, Edge of Tomorrow for another I one mean, of your... Live, Die, Repeat? Whatever it's called. <laughs> Um. Uh, all you need is kill mm-hmm. for a, for a second one of your um, know. actor run. You know, but, like I was really excited to see, watch Looper again. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, it's good. His yeah. has Ryan Johnson made anything since Looper? Before Mm-mm. he just went from Looper to Star Wars. Star Wars. Wars yeah. Well, because wow. he got Cause when, Looper was like 2012. Yes, but they they announced him, but like you know, some years ago. Um. So I know I. I talked to him about it a little bit, though he couldn't he couldn't say anything when he was here at the Alamo some years ago. So when they when he came and showed Treasures of the Sierra Madre, and then they they showed his first three films, um, like some people had asked some questions even in the Q and A about Star Wars. Um, so he's been working on it that whole time. I mean, it's a Star Wars movie, you know. Um, and he's not he's not J.J. Abrams where you're going to give him that movie and then like just trust him to run real fast and get it done. Um, he's he's probably a lot more meticulous, uh. So it makes sense to me. I don't know if if you handed me a Star Wars movie, I'd tell you, yeah, it'll be done in twenty thirty. Don't worry, I'm gonna get it right. <laughs> yeah, so, you'll be the guy who right <laughs> screws up. Yeah, if you or better yet, if you came to me and said you're gonna do a Star Wars movie, I'm not gonna go. Okay, cool. Hold on, I'm gonna go do my artsy little film. It's gonna take a year and a half, then I'll get started on your Star War. Um, it's just not gonna happen. So it's gonna yep. be good. It's gonna be real. This is what's happening in movie news. It's real news. Uh, yeah, so Zach's not here this week because he's still crying because um, Ben Affleck has oh. left the Batman movie. <laughs> um, as director. Yeah, as director. Yeah. His reasoning actually makes sense to me. It does. I mean, it it in the context of everything that we've been hearing about those movies being messy and that movie being in trouble... Um, I feel like it's it probably is utzed on by like hey like we need to get as many hands on this as mm-hmm. we can and not not just that but and and maybe in light of some of the reviews that we've heard about um, live by night or yeah live by night uh, maybe he is sort of like licking his wounds a little bit and going like maybe I shouldn't write or maybe I shouldn't direct and act in things especially like when there's a lot of night. money on the line no I know but a lot of people didn't I'm just yeah. I'm just saying if he's getting a lot of flack for that movie. He might be licking his wounds and going like, yeah. eh, you know. I, I mean, his reasoning that, you know, he has to focus so hard on being Batman and Bruce Wayne. Then yeah, he has to write. Then he has to direct. I mean, because, I mean, it's big yeah. action scenes, too. So you're not like, uh, you know, just shooting people yes. talking. So I, I, I get it. Yeah, he's not. It's not him like doing a movie where he's standing in an airport hoping no one sees him. Yeah. And, like and, he's got to be in shape and he's got to be doing all these stunts and stuff like that. That you know. And you might be right too. I mean, maybe he's like, you know, maybe I need to take a step back and let someone else take yeah. their turn at writing this and take a pass at what I've already written and um, go from there. I did see, I didn't, uh, I, I just saw it as I was scrolling by that. Now there are also people petitioning for Zack Snyder to do the Batman know, movie. Right? And, the, and the, the title was something like, you know, it was just pointing out like how ironic it is that like everybody hates on Zack Snyder uh, until like you need a director and then they're like, well maybe Zack Snyder will do it. Yeah. Like, okay. Like I know it, it. Like he did the, like his Batman parts were the best parts of Batman Superman. Yes. But like 
you hated on him so hard for making like this, and you're probably gonna hate him for Justice League, uh, like, I, and yet you're like make an entire Batman movie, like. I don't I, think you're gonna like his Batman movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it would actually be fine. I I like Zack Snyder, and I I I don't think that Batman vs Superman is his fault. Um, but the so yeah, like him just doing a movie that's all Batman in a warehouse kicking dudes real hard would be awesome. Um, I think that would be really good. I'm sure they'll find the right director for it. They uh, I did see a little blurb where James Gunn was recommending the guy who did Blue Ruin and and Green Room, and I was like, hell yeah. Movie where just like Batman fucking wrecks fools, yes, well, that would be great. Yeah. Um, but because uh, I would, I would also love for them to go get somebody small like that and actually trust them. But yeah. I think that's sometimes why the Marvel movies work. It, yeah. Because because they get people that are smart enough to make a good movie, but also are really good collaborators. Yeah. Um, speaking of directors moving or leaving things though, um, for some reason it's big news that Michael Bay is leaving Transformers. Like I see the I've seen the article a couple care. times throughout the week, I and know. I'm like, he said that twice. Wait, now. yeah, he said it the last two times. They just keep bringing him buckets full of money, and he keeps doing it. So I think he's just saying like, okay, I caved for money the last time, but he probably went and had a lot of fun doing Pain and Gain in 13 hours, and then went and did this one and was like, oh yeah, I stopped doing these because they're not any fun for me. Um. And the truth is, as somebody who likes movies where cars turn into robots and they fight each other, I would like someone else to do it. Like, oh, no, and the synopsis for the new one makes no sense at all. Oh, no. And the trailers look nonsensical. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just matter. waiting for the trailer to say, forget everything you know. <laughs> that would be, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That sounds about right. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, Star Trek DS9 and Voyager are probably never ever going to be on Blu-ray. Uh, it's a lot of it's actually exactly the same reason as as DS9, uh, where the films or the the episodes were shot on 35, which is great, but then they were transferred to video and then edited on video. So you'd have to re-edit and do all of the special effects again uh, for every single episode in order to release them on Blu-ray. Well, that's what they did for next gen. It is, but people like next gen, but it's next gen. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway. So someone wrote an article about that. Cause I feel like that was the reasoning. No, it was, it was in an interview. Yes. There was an article this week about it. Cause there was an interview with somebody. Yeah, I read Paramount. it on the Hollywood reporter. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Um, I don't remember who the interview was with. I remember. I feel like it was somebody at, at Paramount or, um, who has the actual right? CBS. Okay, it's like I a CBS executive, not like I, Rick Berman or someone. Fuck, fuck Rick Berman. Um, maybe it was Rick Berman, but <laughs> I can't. It was it was some like corporate stooge guy. It wasn't like it wasn't like Patrick Stewart came out and was like, "Well, that's never going to happen." Yeah. Um, it was yeah some some dude that you don't know his name. Um, as I remember, they're just saying that to make me buy the set that's coming out in like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we can get a, you can get Best Buy right now. It's very possible. The um, DS9. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On DVD? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Are they doing a re-release in a few weeks? Yeah, that and Voyager. It's, it's like the next-gen box set where it's like the clamshells. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. black and clear. Yeah, I saw that yeah. the other day. I'm going to track oh. down the original releases where like their individual package seasons. They probably have all the special uh, edition materials on them. Have I told you the story about my mom's awesome one-of-a-kind copy of Star Trek Voyager, what she ordered from China? No. Yeah, she has this really crazy... She ordered it online. The whole series? Yes, the whole series. She ordered it online, and she got a deal on it. And when it came, she goes to the, the post office to pick it up because they didn't deliver it to the house. And it's like 
covered in Chinese lettering and it's wrapped really weird. And so they get in the car and my dad is like, is anybody watching us get in the car with this thing? <laughs> like, this thing is really like... It looks like a Chinese Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> and so they get it home and it's a um, like one of those zip-up two-CD binders, you know? Yeah. Um, like the fabric, like logic case binders. And... The discs, um, like all the texts on text on the discs, is kind of off, um, and like some of the f- some of the like little blurbs, I think, aren't actually like Voyager. It's off. It's a Mandarin. Yeah, like it's <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like it's it's not really accurate or whatever, or like the episode titles are weird or something like that. Um, and they're just like thrown onto DVDs, and then I think the image is almost the same for every single DVD, like the background image. So they're basically like. Chinese Chinese um, Blu-ray or, or you know street DVDs that somebody sh- sold to my mom on Amazon and shipped across the country uh, across yeah. the world, <laughs> um, and she's watched probably through them three or four times. Like she's gotten use out of them, um, but I think it was either I think she either bought it before the DVDs came out or like she got it on Amazon when the the DVDs had come out, but they were still so crazy expensive and she just thought she was getting a deal or something. You yeah. know? Uh, I don't think that she knew. I mean, she clearly didn't know what she was getting when she ordered it. So it's pretty well, cool. Sometimes to look they don't though. describe it right. Cause I ordered the, especially if they're trying to sell you pirated stuff. Uh, Cause I ordered the Superman anthology on Amazon and it was discounted and they sent me the English version. I'm like, I don't want the English version. I want the oh, like American the, version. like the region two, like the British yeah, one. It's all regions, but like, oh, okay. The thing that I don't like about the European is they have those weird, uh, ratings on them and they're really big yeah. yes they look like stop signs right oh cover. yeah like yeah. the the french versions have or not the french the canadian and especially the french canadian versions have that a lot um so like my my dvd copy of jackie brown uh was like a french canadian i got it for like five dollars at a bed bath and beyond which is a great place to get french canadian dvds um and it was like that where like all the oh on the on the if you flipped it over on the back like it, it was the blurb and then the blurb all in french and you're like this is weird uh this is America. There's, yeah. no, there's no France here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, and then I think the last, at least the last thing I wrote down, I think there's probably some stuff I'm missing, but um, uh, Rob Schraub left the Lego sequel movie, um, who is one of the like Dan Harmon ilk people, and really funny. I love Rob Schraub, uh, but he's getting replaced by the guy who made Trolls. Um, so hopefully, like... Rob Schraub hasn't done a lot of animation stuff before, so maybe it'll be a better animated movie, but hopefully it'll also still be funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, that mm. I don't love that as much. Um, and they also, it's it's not coming out until, like, 2019, so, you know, they got plenty of time to get it good. So, anyway, uh, is there anything I missed? I don't think so. Okay. This is new Blu-rays. DVD releases the Blu-rays. John Wick is. I I I I love you. (laughs) John Wick is getting a 4K uh, release this week. Um, Does it come with Mario coins? What? What? Remember when he kills people? He gets Mario coins. He kills people in that movie. He gets Mario. I was just talking to uh, Rafe. Has never seen it. I was talking to him today, and he was like, "Oh, I gotta watch that before next week." I was like, "Yeah," because. You know, it's not just a normal, crazy, cool action movie. Like, you need to see the first one before you go into the sequel, because I expect the sequel's going to have... Like, the first one had a little bit of weird. I, th- I have a feeling the second one's going to have a lot more, like, weird Mario coin kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, more Ian McShane being like, well, the rules say... What rules? You guys kill each other. What? 
anyway. Somebody get that man a gun. <laughs> uh, loving the um, the Jeff Nichols movie that I didn't get a chance to see last year. Is that on Blu-ray this week? So I'm going to make sure I check that out. Yeah, it's nominated the lady for... lady got nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, Ruth, or... Ruth Nega from, um, yeah. uh, from Preacher got nominated for an Oscar. Um, so Good for her. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to check that out. Oh, my mouse doesn't work on your table. Um, uh, American Pastoral, which is the Jennifer Connelly and uh, Ewan McGregor movie where like Dakota Fanning is some girl and she disappears and then they there's there's like a fight or something. I don't know. It was, uh, I believe, directed by Ewan McGregor. Hmm. Um, it's not listed here, but I'm pretty sure that I'm right about that. Um, so I wanted to check it out, but it was it was like in and out of Denver really fast. Uh, there's an ultimate edition of uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong. I don't know any. I didn't know this was happening yeah, until they're now. Putting the theatrical uh, extended edition and then oh. all the uh, like video diaries that he did for it. On oh, there. cool. So yes, yeah, so I have that coming. So it's basically like having the the both the both the Blu-ray versions of yeah, the, and, and all in one place. And that, yeah. they never they haven't ever put out the video diaries that he did online for it. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like I. Maybe I've just seen it a couple of times because one of them is the one of those video diary video diaries is the cool thing where um, Brian Singer came and directed yeah. for like two days. Yeah. And so it's like Brian Singer actually takes over the video diary, too. Um, and it's really cool because yeah. he was leaving. I think he was working on Superman Returns um, and right. left, like took a took a hiatus and went and shot for a couple of days because Brian, <laughs> Peter Jackson couldn't keep his eyes open anymore. Like he hadn't slept in days and so he flew all the way over to, um, and there's a great shot where he's like walking around on the set of King Kong, and all of a sudden you just hear some dude yelling like, "Whose fucking footprints are these?" <laughs> and then Brian Singer just gets all nervous and is like, "I guess I should get off the set." <laughs> um, it's really great. So that's cool. All right, I'm gonna have to pick that up. Um, the 30th anniversary of Dirty Dancing is out this week in a giant box set. Um, so you can have the time of your life. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. Should Not I? Me either. Is it good, Ryan? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's not good? No. I mean, it's not... I won't say it's not what we would watch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, there's a 20th anniversary edition of it, um, so someone likes it, just not... Oh, no, it's a 30th. popular movie with women. Um, We're not thir- its target 30th audience. 30th anniversary. We are yeah. not the target audience for Dirty Dancing. Uh Postcards from the Edge, uh, which is a Meryl Streep movie I've never heard of. Uh, sure, she was nominated for an Oscar for it. Really? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> making a joke. Um, in a year yeah, that Carrie she Fisher's was movie. she was also nominated for an Oscar this year for a movie that I didn't know came out. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, is Carrie Fisher in this? I think she wrote and directed it. Uh, no, well, it's, it's Mike Nichols directed it. Uh, it doesn't tell me who wrote it on on Amazon, but I will look that up while. Um, guess who's coming to do? Oh, well, I got that one coming. Uh, oh yeah, I was just gonna say there's a there's actually a bunch of like older films that are um, uh, that are getting released this week, so I'm gonna blaze through some of these. Um, Guess who's coming to dinner is out this week uh, on a 50th anniversary. I'm excited. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, Sidney Poitier. It's a good movie. Uh, and Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, it is. Um, way better than Guess Who. Um, Justice League Dark. Uh, the there's it's a new DC animated R-rated. movie. Uh, oh, is it really R-rated? Mm-hmm. So what they swear. Uh, that and there's, I mean, it's there's like violence? Constantine and they're bad guys, like they're um, evil. 
a bunch of occult stuff in it. Yeah, oh, okay, cool. Like the anti-hero one. Of course, yeah. Batman's in it because they got to sell the DVDs. But <laughs> things that are gonna make your kids worship the devil. It does. It does come with a little like um, figurine of Constantine, um, though it's not my favorite looking Constantine. He doesn't. He doesn't look like a guy he who a wishes cigarette he was in his dead. hand. Though that's kind of interesting. Um, Is that a cigarette? Well, he's holding his fingers like there's a cigarette, but there's not. So he's like mm-hmm. doing this. Uh, for listeners, I'm holding my fingers like I have a cigarette, but then there's nothing in it. It, it's not the best molded little figure. Anyway, uh, but maybe it's worth watching. Uh, no Highway in the Sky, an old uh, James Stewart movie, uh, is on Blu-ray this week. Um, the Silicon, the sorry, the, the Sicilian Clan, uh, which looks like some old gangster film from the '70s, but it's a pretty cool cover. Uh, what a way to go! Again, an old '70s film uh, with Shirley MacLaine in it. Uh, Dr. Olaf's monster or Dr. Orloff's, sorry, Dr. Orloff's monster, uh, from redemption. I don't know. It's a a film by Jess Franco. Um, no idea what this is. I just like the cover. Yeah. The cover is, is, you know, and actually the cover is actually really bland, but in a cool way. Yeah. Cause it's just like a woman laying there sleeping and there's a dude just standing there with his creepy hands. It's like a 1950s, like (laughs) shitty movie poster. Yes. Uh, like it took a whole day for somebody to paint that. Uh, anti-birth. Mm? No clue. Yep. Uh, it's a film from IFC that's got Jennifer Tilly and Chloe Sevigny and Natasha Lyonne. Um, hmm. It's directed by Danny Perez. And there's a woman. There's like a figure on the front on the cover and there's an upside down skull as if like she's pregnant with death. No. I know. <laughs> Who could have predicted that from the title Anti-Birth? Um, Penny Dreadful, the complete series is, is coming out this I week. Like so, show. um, yeah, well, now that it's over, you can get the entire box set on Blu-ray. Uh, and then very last thing, the, I, I don't know if this has been on Blu-ray before or not, but the entire series of Quantum Leap is on Blu-ray this week. Um, so go pick that so. up. Sure. Give Quantum Leap a Blu-ray set, but not Deep Space Nine or Voyager. Yeah, or 24. It was probably really easy. They probably went into, well, 24, they should totally It's not shot in HD. <laughs> well, no, but yes, true. Because they did Enterprise, which was shot in HD, so mm-hmm. I'm sure like, sure, put it on Blu-ray, but... It's probably just uh, the fucking, what's his name? Practical effects they got to remaster. Scott Bakula's Scott like, Bakula's gonna like gonna you, gonna I gotta, I'm going to give you all my Quantum Leap money make those Enterprise <laughs> Blu-rays. Um, yeah, I like Quantum Leap. That was a cool show. Yeah. He, had yeah. his little, he had his little friend with Ziggy. And he pushed, and I always thought, like, why does he have like a remote control that's made out of translucent Legos, um, <laughs> and can tell you everything about the future? But uh, that was a cool show. Yeah. I liked it a lot when I was a kid. This week on Real Nerds Podcast, we saw Split. Yeah, Brad, should people see Split? Uh, you know, I was, was kind of like at the end of it, I was kind of ready to be like, okay, that was a movie I saw. Uh, it was interesting. <laughs> Great performances in it. Um, it, it definitely a thriller, but the fact that it's part of another cinematic universe whoa, now whoa, whoa. blew my mind. <laughs> All um, right, you're really running no, straight at it. No, I'm I'm not spoiling it. Okay, it's it's yeah. They don't know what that, seventeen year old movie it's from. You're what I'm referencing. <laughs> wow, but now you're really. Oh. We'll get to it. We'll get to but, it. But uh, yeah. I, I, thanks, so you, thanks to that, like last two minutes, like yeah, you should go see it, especially if you. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you can't say it. Yeah, I can't say that. Don't part, break but... the internet, Brad. 
<laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't spoiled for me too. already. It's like, been out for weeks. I don't know how I like haven't been told this yet. I know. It seems like an easy thing that could have been just like ruined. And yeah, I'm so glad it wasn't because, mm-hmm. yeah, it made the movie for me. James? Um. So a lot of this movie is kind of interesting. I think that James McAvoy's performance is great or or at least really good for what it is um, for being like a, you know, kind of sometimes schlocky horror fun performance. Some of the performances are bad. Um, I think the movie, the movie probably has two problems for me. I think it's too long and I think the girls at the beginning are too stupid, but I'm fascinated to talk to you guys about it because I don't like... The only thing I care about is whether or not I should tell people to go see this movie because of the twist at the end and how crazy that thing is. But if the movie didn't have that twist, I probably wouldn't tell anyone to go see this movie. Yeah. Um, and that's what's so insane making. And this is why, like, we texted you and said, like, we have to be able to talk about this because I don't know how I feel. Um, I think it's a pretty interesting film. I think if you like the trailer, you should check it out. I think most likely what's going to happen is my parents and a few of my friends, I'm going to tell them what happens at the end of this movie because I don't think they, sh- they would enjoy it. But if you like a, like a, if you like a kidnap sort of horror movie, like a suspense thriller, it's maybe worth checking out because it's kind of interesting. Ryan? Um... <laughs> I'm so glad none of us are like confident. No, I no, I actually I think you should see this movie and I Okay, cool. I, I do think the performances are really good and I think when M. Night Shyamalan wants to tell a story that's cohesive, he's yes. a really great filmmaker. Yes. Because my biggest problem with him is when he's telling somebody else's story, he's not as good. Yes. So that he I think he needed to eat a bunch of humble pie. I really do. Yes. Because this is his best movie since I won't say. Um, so, uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, that was really good. Uh, but yeah, I think you should see the movie because oh. one, I think McAvoy is really great in it. There's a couple scenes I'll talk about when we spoil it in this yes. review that I think he's amazing in. Yeah, we are going um, to hardcore spoil this movie. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of twists and turns. Uh, I think the the lady who plays his doctor is really good. I have an issue with uh, with the some of the girls and i think it's the yes. dialogue mostly yes um and I, it's my biggest problem with a lot of uh Shyamalan's movies is he always has characters to me that stick out really badly because they're not written very well mm-hmm. um i mean like i could probably caricatures pu- yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. you know the, the girls especially yeah uh but i, I think you, you should see it for mcavoy's performance alone because I'll, I'll talk about one scene after we play the trailer that I think he absolutely crushes. Yeah. And I think uh, is... And, and, yeah, just roll the trailer. So, yeah, go see it. Hey, pardon me, sir. I think you have the wrong car. You've emailed for an appointment two days in a row. Tell me what's going on. I've never seen a case like this before. 23 identities live in Kevin's body. Did something happen? There's a flower on the pillows, a flower in the bathroom, like we're important. Who is that? Maybe she can help us. We're here! We're here! Don't worry. He knows what you're here for. 
He's not allowed to touch you. He knows that. Mm -mm. My name's Hedwig. I have red socks. How old are you? Nine. The human brain is the most complex object in the universe. The only way we're getting out of here is if one of them decides to let us out. Aren't you the clever one? Hedwig, could you help us? Okay. I have a window in my room. Maybe you could show us. Oh, that's here. Now it's closed. Now it's open. Did you think it was a real window? So you could leave? An individual with multiple personalities can change their body chemistry with their thoughts. Someone's coming for you. the potential of his brain there is no limit to what he can become tonight is a sacred night you will be in the presence of something greater the world will understand now the beast is real things to people and he'll do awful things to you i so wish this movie wasn't a kidnap horror thriller because the whole part with the girls is the part i don't like as soon as this movie becomes about james mcavoy's character like as soon as it really focuses on like the this this woman that he has been his therapist and like and all and like whether or not he's crazy i'm like this is great and the girls aren't in that part of the movie at all um it's the whole section where they're like real bad at trying to get out of well, a room and that I, I hate and and i should preface this too i think the two of the girls are bad yes. i think uh anna taylor joy or jay joy taylor i forget how you the say witch it. girl yeah the witch girl i think she's really i think she's good. great oh. Oh yeah, yeah. Her, those big guys, those, yeah. those big guys are from The Witch. Yeah, yeah well, she's blonde in that, so yeah. Yeah, I think, oh, she, yeah, I think she's sure. amazing in this movie. I do too. Because there's some there's some scenes that she emotes that is just something. And I think uh, Shyamalan makes a really interesting choice with the way he shoots it, where he has the characters talking to you. Yes. Uh, so you get a sense of that you're in this world with them he he does he does the um the the coen brothers cross cuts where he puts the camera literally mm -hmm. between two characters exactly. instead of doing over the shoulder cuts and that's what i mean um, i think so it, he, everything's claustrophobic when he ate humble pie after uh after earth and the last airbender yeah. the lady in the water the village uh <laughs> the village uh, is great. signs it's really no it's written no it's the happening the and happening then, and then the last airbender i just named six movies of his that, that are, are really awful. awful no no you didn't no and then after earth is pretty bad but not his fault there's a lot of well, that's what i mean because he didn't write it um, and then so when he came back with the visit and we talked about this last yeah. was it last year i think so yeah i think it was last year i think the same was that time house one yeah yeah so he jason blum who is the producer and founder of Blumhouse is it does an amazing job not only cultivating horror talent but marketing movies the right way. Mm -hmm. And I read that Shyamalan put up all the money for this movie, so four million dollars he put up. Cool. Uh, that's why he's the producer on it. Yeah. And I think by doing that and him writing it, it made him a better filmmaker. Yeah. Because in After Earth, it's somebody else's words, and he's such a unique filmmaker i think he needs to have 
movies he writes. Yeah, I, I've always felt like he is actually a a great like he's actually a storyteller. He's not just a director. No, I agree. That's why he's always done his own films. Um, and so I think he needs the passion of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, my only problem is I do. I, I think the movie is probably 20 minutes too long because there's some sections in there where I got bored. Um, for me, like I said, I, I wish that there was a way or maybe honestly, if you just had just the one girl like that we like mm-hmm. get kidnapped and then she doesn't. And then we're just curious, like, why isn't she trying harder to escape? You know, rather than having these two dumb girls with him with her who are just like they just kind of whine They're and then hit the walls. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's the frustrating. Time. The frustrating yeah. part to me is that I've always felt like he's really great at building suspense, and here there were times where I didn't feel that. You know, like in 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 previous films of his, he has been so good at like just ratcheting the suspense the right way to make it really effective. And that whole first, you know, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, maybe half an hour, there were just times where I was like, okay, can we get to the part where this guy's crazy? Yeah, well, I think there's um, quick ways to make you fear him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. they end up eating up time. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. Uh, but I think where the movie succeeds is there's a scene uh, in it. So, I mean, obviously you don't know. I think the trailer tells you that he suffers from multiple personalities yeah it does he has 23 so does he uh, act all 23 i don't feel like he did no no we only see about 10 yeah Yeah, that's what i thought uh so there's a scene well his half of those are in the videos so barry is like his good guy personality and that's the one that's creative and it's the one that keeps everybody else at bay yeah and and my, my favorite scene in the film is when he's at his therapist and she keeps on saying Dennis to him and Dennis is like the bad guy. Yeah. And so he's still trying to pretend that he's Barry, even though he's Dennis. And I think that's such a great performance because his face and he, you can see him change characters. It's really good. Uh, and I love that scene. Did you, did you catch that when he walks into her house, he uses the cloth on the handle and really a great, a good Shyamalan like choice to be like to to choose a really bright color because he wants you to know mm-hmm. he wants you to know when that scene starts that there's something else going on yeah um, he doesn't want you to have any question about it he wants you to just watch the performance uh, and I, I think that's really cool because that sequence like you said yeah is really wonderful I, yeah. James McAvoy is so good in this movie um, but like I said he's good in like a Anthony Perkins way yeah you know like he knows what he's doing and he's doing it really well yeah because even uh it's hard because when you play these characters you can go one way or another you can be way over the top and people aren't gonna buy it right or you can do what he did and each character had a distinct personality mm-hmm. and you felt it you know when he was the little boy Hedwig when you see the trailer like oh that seems really stupid yes but when you watch it in the performance it's really great and yeah it's it, just as it builds up you're right every time he is just by himself and he's trying to hide who he really is and you know not let on that he's you know dennis and he's still barry i think it's just the best part of the movie oh yeah and i also think it's great that uh Shyamalan didn't give himself such an important part like he did in signs because he's not sure. a great actor. Yeah. And so I like that he still did his little cameo in it, yeah. but he had a fun part. Yeah. Uh, Though that scene is useless. It is. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because about that time, like, yeah, about the time that scene starts is about the time that the movie actually got 
really good for me, mm-hmm. but I I had like a bad taste in my mouth because of that first hour um, where there was a lot of just like kind of stuff I'd seen before of like, you know, okay, yeah, we kidnapped some girls, you know. Um, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I wish... Like as I as I take a step back and look at the story of that movie, like not the way the story was told, but if I take a step back and look at the whole story, including the twists at the end, I'm like, this is a really cool idea for a movie. Like a really good idea um, that I think is just executed at the beginning not as well because they're trying to make you feel. They're trying to. There's a red herring of oh, this is a kidnap horror movie, and then when it stops being a kidnap horror movie, you're like, oh, this is really good. I didn't actually like, you know, the first part sort of felt like the bad parts of the visit to me yeah. where I'm like, okay, yeah. See, I, I, to me too, it doesn't feel like a straight horror film to me. No, it's not. Because it, it, it's more of like a suspense movie. Uh, and I, I love the idea, you know, uh, so we'll get to the big spoiler. I actually kind of knew that's where it was headed because of how he was being portrayed as a villain. Um, well, there, there was, for me, I thought about it a couple times. I didn't predict it. I'm not trying to say that. But there were a couple times where I thought about the movie, the movie that this movie is referencing, because I'm like, oh, uh, and for the record, we're about to get into like the hardcore spoiler here. So if you if we've convinced you, stop listening. Um, there was a part where I was like, oh, you know, this is like a, um, you know, a, a, this is a, once again Shyamalan telling a story about people becoming greater than normal humans and like that potential for be for us becoming superheroes ourselves. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting that he's going back to that. Well, uh, and at one point I even sort of thought like, that's too bad. Like, mm. yeah, I feel like you've done this before and kind of better. But what, but what he's, <laughs> but what he's doing is, um, so I'll just flip. So in, Hi, buddy. so in unbreakable, <laughs> it's, it's the, uh, it's oh, a shit. origin story of the hero, and in Split, you're getting the origin story of the villain. This movie is unbreakable too. That's uh, it's, first I, one also has uh, Mr. Glass's origin story. Yeah, kinda, so. yeah, but this is like unbreakable. Only there is no superhero in the movie. Exactly. So you're, well, no, the that's girl. Not... Oh yeah. Even though her origin story is terrible, like it's a ter- terrible. One of the things that bothered me about this movie is it almost kind of says like you're only a hero because you were molested. Like, well, no, what it's saying is you're only a hero in the, if you have faced real tragedy in this case, she was molested. Okay. Um, because he doesn't know she was molested. He knows she's a cutter and from knowing she's a cutter knows that she has real trauma and is a broken person. What he hates are people like those other girls who have lived cushy lives where they've been driven around by their dad and he bought half their car. Like he hates that. Because he thinks, like, that's a weak person, and strong people are people like me who've been broken. Um, so I, 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 I just want to defend that the movie is not saying, if you get molested, you're great. No, the I, movie is saying, I thought it said, like, if you have trauma in your life, you are stronger for it, is what he's trying to say. Right. No, I wasn't trying to say that. I was just saying, like, uh, you know, her, her, the skills that keep her alive are the fact that, you know. Like, yes. It, that, I thought that was like, ugh, that seems like a. <sighs> yeah. Well, no, it's a, a it's weird not, defense it's, to give. Yeah, it's not a it's not a real happy statement. Yeah, um, but I don't think it's an inherently bad one, because um, some of what makes her strong is also the things that her dad taught her and that kind of stuff. But his perception is that a person can only be strong if 
they've had real trauma that then breaks them so that they can basically create their own person with all the like the gun stuff i thought oh they're gonna build her up and she's gonna turn out to be a great shot and that's how she's gonna save herself and it's like (laughs) no she turns out to be a terrible shot (laughs) (laughs) right yeah and uh no well until the end i mean she hit him pretty good yeah i mean she hits him in the chest in the heart point blank range yeah Yeah. (laughs) but he has the same thing that uh our boy bruce willis has you know he's well well he's got like rhino skin or something yeah so i mean obviously they're setting up i mean i would watch a movie with those two fighting oh hell yeah and then uh, the girl shows up and she's like got a costume on. She's like, I'm the cutter. <laughs> uh, that's a bad, that's yeah, a bad yeah, superhero yeah, name. That's, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I had a feeling it was kind of going that way. Though the, the diner sequence is actually really annoying until Bruce Willis shows up. Yeah. Like, like the whole, all the dialogue in that scene is like, this is gross. And I'm sitting there going, is this the same music from Unbreakable? This is real lazy, man. <laughs> uh, like, really? Um, like, we already know this shit. Like, why are you right, saying this? Right, I know. Yeah. And then when then when Bruce Willis shows up, I was like, oh, that was a really conceited way of getting somebody to say Mr. Glass. And you're like, okay, that was good. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I thought the movie was interesting. Um, oh, definitely. It's, a, it's his best movie since Unbreakable, so. That's not, that's not even close to true. It's 100% true. It's not even close to true. Holy shit. Write into Real Nerds Podcast and tell me what. Uh, Both Signs and Village are better than this, but, um, mm. and like significantly. <laughs> but this movie is, is pretty cool. It is the best thing he's done since The Village, for sure. Um, this one is at least coherent. Um, and yep. I bet if you like horror movies, you'll probably like this one more than I do because you probably have low standards and are okay with stupid, you know, stupid girls in a room. Whoa. Well, I'm going to take that, Ryan? Well, Whoa. <laughs> sorry, I had to throw down. Um, like the whole thing with the... What? Yeah, coming from the guy who thinks an alien on top of a roof is scary. It, that's not what that movie's about. Uh, I so, know it's not what it's about. Okay. Um, the, why, how come they didn't just break the vase that was in the other room and then stab him in the neck with the pieces of glass? Like yes, he's stronger, but like that's like that. All well, those uh, conversations, I was like, yeah, but it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, it would have. No, because he took gunshots, and he still at the end when he's the, the monster. Yeah. yeah, and they don't know he's a crazy monster. Like they don't have yeah, that piece but, of information. But the thing is, he doesn't have to be the beast. No, no, that's not true at all. No, he's just a dude. There's three of them. If they broke the the vase and stabbed him in the neck with pieces of glass... Before he's the beast. Before he's the beast, they would have defeated him. And there's no reason for them to think otherwise. Like, that whole sequ- that whole 20 minutes of them just trapped in the room, I'm like, this is weird. And, and if the girls just hadn't talked, it would have been fine. The problem is when they talked, dumb shit came out of their mouth. And I was like, this is annoying. Um... But then the rest of the movie, that, that's my problem with it, is if, if it weren't, if they had found a different way to tell this story without kidnapping girls, it would have been a great movie. Because um, all the part with him is so good. Anyway. Anyways, uh, next week we're seeing... Uh, the Lego movie? The Lego or Bat- Batman. Batman. Or are we seeing either, we're either seeing John Wick or Lego Batman, depending on what our schedule... Because Ryan is leaving town. Mm-hmm. And then you're saying that there's something the week after? I thought there was nothing the week after. Right, that's why we have to move one of those two to the following week. Hold on. Please stand by while <laughs> the real nerds look up next week's movie. So I got Vertigo this week. It was weird. Uh, oh, so also next week is Fifty Shades Darker. I have to so, see that with my wife. Yeah, make sure your wife comes back. No, you don't, because I volunteered to go see it with her. Sorry, Mom. Um, Damn it. Oh, The Great Wall is the week after? Yeah. Oh, no, Fist Fight. Fist Fight, yeah. And oh. and A Cure for Wellness, which I kind of want to see. Um, I really want to see Fist Fight. 
I don't know that I do. You, do you care about Great Wall? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, okay. I'd actually fist fight. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, who's number one this week? Um, who's number seven this week again? This guy. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. Does that mean I beat you? Well, it's like a difference of a million dollars. Uh, I don't know. Are you Doctor Acula's movie funhouse? I am. You're number two, baby. Oh hell yeah, <laughs> dog! I didn't even try. I'm only three hundred ahead of you too. That could change. Holy shit. Um, yeah. Uh, holy shit, Ruby Rose is in John Wick too. Yeah, she's in a movie. She that's like th- that's your wife's favorite ha- haircut is going to be in like three of the four movies I've seen in the last four weeks. She got a pretty severe ha- uh, haircut in Resident Evil. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that sequence yes. is bad. <laughs> yes, Sheesh. I was laughing the whole time. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see one of those two. Oh no, I guess if we're gonna see fist fight, then yeah, I guess we'll see both. I guess yeah, yeah we'll figure out a way to see them both. Yeah, like I get off at ten, so I can see both, and then we can record at night if you guys want. I don't care, whatever you want to do, or if you don't want me to be on next week because it's too hard, that's fine too. I can't see them both by Friday night. So anyway, we'll talk about it off. Yep. Night. Sweet. All right. Thanks. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Unbreakable. Unbreakable two, man. Real Nerds is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. We would also like to thank Sparks Mandrill for our music. Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to the Real Nerds podcast.